let's see let's see how Janice does on this <laughs> sucker ass motherfucker. What you said? Not gonna be good. All right. Anyways, we're back for another. Oh. Excuse me. Uh, another hour of the chicken and liquor hour. Uh, boy, Big Willie Southside in the building. What up, though? Um, then we got mm. punk ass Janice over here and whack ass Jacory. <laughs> Why are you so mad? Because I can't, I can't change my background. You forgot oh. to my, my screen name. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Doc's the name is back in the building. Professor Clark is in the building. <laughs> Professor Clark from Hawaii is um in the building. Uh, Jacory gonna be one of those uh older black men that waits and gets like dreads at like fifty. You gonna be like like Jay Z or something. I could see that. I could see you with dreads in your fifties though. I could too. Yeah, I definitely see that. You're gonna have a bonnet on too, probably. A bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> be wearing a bonnet. All right. Um, we're talking hip hop. Well, we're gonna try to talk hip hop, but I don't think Janice is gonna be able to. So it might start shifting to other type of artists outside of hip hop is what it sounds like. Yeah, well, they can't see you smiling if they're just listening to the podcast and not watching <laughs> um all right first question guys minimize your fucks what hip-hop song helps you stay stress stress-free and minimize your fucks first of all will thank you for your question um <laughs> so i have <laughs> i have a whole playlist actually of um songs that either inspire me or motivate me or that just make me feel good in some way um i call the playlist the inspiration so yeah i was playing <laughs> i'll just give you like the first five songs on here tears of joy by rick ross that helps you get stress-free yeah it's a very uplifting song okay back when by Nas, one of my favorite songs ever okay um blue laces 2 by nipsey hustle that's when i wouldn't probably expecting uh thugs mansion by mozzie the west coast rapper oh, i thought so, i was gonna say the tupac one no no this is a newer one but the tupac acoustic version with nice thugs mansion is my shit so that's on here too um standing ovation by young jeezy hmm. and you would never guess you say hey what hip-hop songs helps you to be stress-free it helps you to relax young jeezy <laughs> I mean, the album is called Thug Motivation. Thug that needs to be motivated. So. I said Thug Relaxation. Well, I mean, it relaxes me too. Well, I got a. I, well, I would have a couple Mac Miller songs on there. I got Slum Village, Fall in Love. Um, like I said, the uh, uh, oh Nas, If Heaven Was a Mile Away. Uh, DMX, Slipping. It's definitely on there. Uh, what's the Mac Miller featuring uh, Kendrick Lamar? That's my jam. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, so I'm going to have to look it up. But I'll oh, fight the feeling. Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar, fight the feeling. That's my ish right there. Janice, do you have anything oh, to add? I also, I also oh, got to oh, add just, oh. just a Moment by Nas. That's an amazing song, too. Featuring Quan. Yes. Wow, you know the song. Okay. Bro, I played the hell out of that album in high school. Did you? Yes, back when you was, well, I was listening to hip hop before you had Similac on your breath. 
That's something that old people say. That's yeah. so you are. <laughs> well, oh. the disrespect. Janice, do you have something you want to add, my Asian friend? Uh, probably the song would be Late Night, Dreamville. Um, One thing about Janice, she's going to always throw some Dreamville in there, boy. It's true. I'm trying to avoid it, but it's really hard. <laughs> oh, it. Lean into it. Right. Ain't no reason to avoid it, but we just know you're going to throw some Dreamville in there. I, too, love Dreamville. It's not about you. Oh, well. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Actually, no. Sometimes I like look. I listen to Smino. So like, one of the songs I'm thinking of is Amphetamine. And then, oh yeah, I know. I I've reached, I just learned that song last year. Or yeah. unless did it just come out last year or no? No, it's been out. Okay. Yeah, I just learned that last year. Let's see. And then probably Gangstar. <laughs> You're gangster. Oh. She's gangstar is so random for you though. I love gangstar. Oh, you know what? I will add J. Cole uh Saint-Tro- uh Saint uh Saint Um Janice, what's your favorite gangstar song? Um it's between you know my steez or discipline. I was hoping you would say above the clouds. Oh my god, with Inspector Deck, that one's a good one. But I think one of my actual like favorite songs of Guru on it is when he has his other like group, Guru's uh, Jazzmatazz. Yeah. Oh, Sights in the City was an amazing song. Would y'all clown me if I said Drake Passion Fruit? No. I would. I would. That's my jam, bro. I feel so happy and peaceful when I heard that song. <laughs> I'm saying no because I always hear you listening to that song sometimes. Yeah, when you always hear me listening to that sometimes. Yeah, whenever I sleep. I always hear. Hey man, that's like that line from Anchorman. Like ninety percent of the time, it works every time. Every time. Hey man, I ain't gonna lie, man. Pasture fruit is my shit, man. I like it's well. On one end, I think Spotify was lying. But on the other end, I think maybe it was true. Because they had Drake in my top five most played artists of the year. And I know damn well I didn't listen to that much Drake. But I did listen to Passion Fruit on a weekly basis. That's why. So that I'm could be I'm proud to say that Drake was not in my Spotify top five. Because everyone else I know had him in their top five. I was about to say, why has it turned into that now where people are proud that they don't listen to that much Drake now. Back in like years ago, everyone was on it and was happy about it. And then all of a sudden it's turned into nigga, why are you listening to that much Drake? Well, for one, Drake has had like a, a decline in the last few years. Also, like, I don't believe Drake sucks. Like a lot of people say Drake sucks or he doesn't rap well or he, he doesn't make good music. I don't believe in any of that. But I'm just saying, if Drake is still one of your most listened to artists in the year of our Lord 2022, I just feel like you're a little. That means you're just a radio person. You just listen to yeah. what's popular. You listen to or, what's popular. You're basic. Yeah. That just, that means that's pop music. That's why pop music is a term. That means you listen to whatever everybody else is listening to. But it's it's like, I was dating this girl and I said, so what do you listen to? She said, whatever, whatever's on the radio. That's what she said that she listened to. Whatever's on the radio or whatever they play at the club. So that's those people. 
that keep Drake as the top <laughs> the top artist in the world, basically. And you're one of those people now, Will. I first of all, I'm only listening to Passion Fruit, or, but I listen to old Drake, so maybe yeah. But I'm listening to because I go back and listen to Paris Martin music and all of that, and Jodeci freestyle with J Cole and all of that shit. I I agree with you. I I I think he's fallen off in the last over these last five years, five six years. Let's have an exercise. Should we like go around and read our top fives from Spotify? Top five artists. I so are you doing Spotify? Because you know I split my time my time between Spotify and Apple Music. I just do Spotify. Oh, okay. He's so bougie about his streaming. At what point, like, what do you think was the deciding factor of like Drake falling off? Oh, for uh, me, I go ahead, Jacory. For I would say, I think Scorpion was like the last That's, album where it sounded like Drake to me. But see, I was already before Scorpion. I was like, hold on, let me see. What came out before Scorpion? Where's my? Oh, uh, more life came out before Scorpion. When he came out with um, uh, views, I liked views, but I was like, all right, he's starting to not be that that nigga anymore when he came out with views and then i liked more life and then scorpion confirmed it for me that's like all right well drake had his prime he was a top-notch nigga he did his thing but now he's he's not done but it's not his time anymore it's not his era also i think like for for most of drake's career and even through views I think Drake's priority was always being a really good rapper. Like even though he was pop and like he was, he had a lot of crossover. You said through you said to through views. Yeah, like including yeah. views, including. I, know, views. I agree. I definitely agree that his priority was being a dope okay. rapper. Yeah. After that, his prior or I would say after Scorpion, his priority shifted from making really good rap music to just making popular music that would make more people happy. I think Scorpion is what started it, though. Scorpion because, is no, but no, I think Scorpion is what started it because he came out with the In My Feelings joint, the Nice For What, the Ratchet. Even if he was rapping, he started showing that he was just trying to make those catchy. He was definitely leaning more into releasing the catchy songs, yeah. um, being popular and all of that. To me, he, okay. yeah, he was rapping on there. And then also, it was a double album. And when rappers release double albums, they... It had time and time it has shown that double albums typically never work because Jay-Z's tried it, Tupac did it, and like the albums were cool, but they never came out like, oh man, it's so fire because there's too many songs on there. And like recently I read an interview with a young guru, which you know was Jay-Z's engineer and cousin, and he was the one that convinced Jay-Z to make Blueprint 2 into a double album. And Jay-Z didn't want to do it at first. And he told him, he's like, hey, man, all the greats tried at least, man. You got to at least put it out there and try it. And he says that they regret making that into a double album because they just started filling it up with a bunch of songs. And Scorpion, he just filled it up with a whole bunch of songs that didn't need to be on there. So yeah. I think Scorpion is what really started him leaning into let me make some catchy songs. He always made the catchy songs, but before they felt genuine. Yeah. They felt genuine, like he wasn't forcing nothing. Scorpion is when he started forcing shit. And ever since then, he's been forcing shit. And that to me, that kind of reminds me and shows me why, like a Jay-Z is not just going to be dropping albums like that all the time anymore. Because Jay-Z re realizes 
I've got stuff that I can rap about, but I don't have much for a full album to make a dope album where I'm just rapping dope shit. So that's why 444 was dope as hell, but it came out what like four years after Magna Carta. And yeah. then he would, and, and then that's why he was doing different stuff like in oh, what 2011 or 2012 when they did Watch the Throne. He did the album with Beyonce. Then he would drop a verse here, a verse there. But I think artists like that know now, like, all right, I, I don't have much to fill an album up anymore, if that makes sense. So I hope that answers your question, Janice. It was around Scorpion. Okay, thank you. Do you agree? I just stopped listening after, like, Views. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of me, too, though. Views was the last one that I really, like, was playing all the way through. What was the demo tapes or... Darkling demo tapes. That shit was horrible to me. Was that his worst flop album? Probably. What? He didn't call it an album. He said it wasn't an album. But that's, you know, that's what rappers do now. When they know it sucks, they say it's not an album. He said the same thing about More Life. He said it's a mixtape, not an album. Or no, he said it's like a playlist. Yeah, he said, yeah, he didn't say mixtape. He said playlist. Yeah. Nigga, nigga, it's an album because you're going to make money off of it. A playlist, niggas ain't making money off a playlist like that. What are you talking about? All right, our top five for the year. Will you go first? Top five artists for the year. You uh, both. Is that, is that well, on uh, how do I get to? Well, how do I find it? I see I got the top songs. Oh, so yeah, you would have had to have saved it like when rap came out. Oh, I didn't save it. No, I mean, let's see. I think I can remember it. it. You can search it in. Oh, wait, no, you can't. Never mind. I forgot. I, uh, I think I can remember. Oh, yeah, because it was almost all West Coast artists. No, if you, your, if you go to your Spotify rap playlist, it's your first five songs. Well, I can, yeah, I know I can find it on Spotify. I was trying to find it on. Um, no, I was saying first five, first five artists. Mm. Yeah, not songs, because it shows the top songs. Yeah. But I think Spotify, it still shows it, right? Or uh, no, did they take it away? I mean, if the wrapped like movie is gone. Oh, okay, no, nah, it still has it. Okay. Hold on. Um, hold on. It's loading. It's loading. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's loading. Hold on, guys. Didn't we do this last time? I feel like we did this last time. I don't think we did. I don't think so. We always talk about like top five rappers, but not like your top five according to Spotify of the year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm pulling up my Spotify, and my spot. I then I know my Spotify was um was definitely uh I think almost all West Coast uh artists because yeah it has my Spotify my top artist on Spotify was uh what Blast with an X Bliss Blast Black isn't he British British no he's from L A oh okay. B L X S T, yeah, he's from Cali. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he was my he was my number one. Then Vince Staples, Black Party, Kendrick Lamar, and Anderson Pot. So literally, all of them are from California. And you and what? Uh, Kendrick and Vince are the rappers, and then though Blast is between a mixture of rapper and singer. Then obviously Anderson Pot. And then Black Party's, uh, uh, that's R&B. So, 
Those are my top five on uh, Spotify. All men. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. What about you, uh, Jan? Um, it was almost the same as last year. So my number one was Isaiah Rashad. Number two, Don Tolliver. Number three is this indie band. And then number four is Tame Impala. Well, who is the indie band? Rainbow Kitten Surprise. I didn't want to say it because you're going to make fun of me. She got aggressive again. <laughs> she got aggressive. What's their names again? Shut up. No, <laughs> Rainbow Kittens. No, Kitten. Rainbow Kittens? Kitten I'm, Surprise. I'm going to look them up too. Um, and it better be dope. And that last one was Marvin Gaye. That is so random. I don't I random. Every time I say that, I was like, so because you know all these other like newer artists, and then boom, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> uh, he's a foundation to a lot of the music that I listen to. That is so funny. Like you're Filipino ass with these black ass ears you have. That was offensive. <laughs> was it offensive? That was aggressive. Like, was it more offensive that after I said that she put her hand under MLK's face and said, "See." <laughs> She's an idiot. Um, I'm about, right. Is Rainbow Kitten like a newer artist or no? Nah? Well, did you go, Jacory? No, I didn't. Um, thank you, Janice. You're so, my top five <clears throat> Lil Dirk, Nas, Lil Baby, King Von, and Young Dolph. You know what I find funny about that is about 10 minutes ago, he said, You know, that all we'll listen to is rap. And then he, the hardest of the rap music he just named. Yeah. The, the niggerish of the niggerish. I, I didn't say you only, I said your audience only knows rap. You said me. I didn't say you. First of all, do you know who my audience is? These niggas is listening to R&B music. I think people that listen to my podcast listen to R&B music more than rap. I, it's R, I think it's R&B rap than gospel. How many listeners do you have? Probably because you you got like on which episode? So sure. you got all like the Atlanta brunch queens listening to your podcast. No, what? Just because I live in Atlanta doesn't mean it's made. Most of the people that listen to this aren't in Atlanta. It's it shows me the breakdown of where everybody is that listens to it, though. Where are most of them? And it's it's there's no one place that's most there's there's Florida, there's Kentucky, there's Georgia. Those are the top three because those are the places I've lived and where most of the people I know live. So those are the top three. Stupid. <laughs> and then it has that Apple is the Apple podcast is the leading of what most people listen to it. And then second was Spotify. Yeah. Oh, stupid boy. And did it did have it said that like four percent of my listeners are listening from y'all dumb. <laughs> that was just so random. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you delivered it was like just so funny because it was so plain and just like dry. <laughs> but it said that four percent of my listeners listen from England. And so I don't know how they found me or whatever, but four percent four percent of my listeners from 2022 was in uh England. Such a like thirteen year old like Irish kids just like, random just randomly found it somehow. They're like, this is the holy grail of hip hop culture. Everything about hip hop, this guy is fucking amazing. <laughs> Man, they really be talking about black culture and mental health and hip hop. I really love it. 
I wish we had black people here. <laughs> oh, stupid boy. <laughs> that's, that's about to start being my new one. That's why I'm going to start using. Oh, stupid boy. <laughs> that's so, y'all are dumb, bro. All right. Let's see if Janice can answer this. Okay. If you had to pick a rapper's discography to match your personality, whose are you choosing? To be honest, if I had to pick one for you, Janice. Max B. That is, that's not where I was going. <laughs> Me and Jacory's face both. I'm late to wave pack. I was thinking more of someone that is lyrical, but very animated and goofy. Like Tyler, the creator. Yes. Oh. I was thinking, I, no, I was thinking Red Man. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking Red Man, Busta Rhymes. Ludacris, Missy Elliott. That's who I was thinking for Janice because they are, they can be, they're dope and serious, but they are goofy and fun and animated and all that. And that's very much Janice. And so all of them are really aggressive. So thank you, Will. Are they? Is Missy aggressive though? No. I don't no. think she's aggressive. In, no. in the female scope of things. No, because you got Lil' Kim, Eve, and Trina. That's aggressive. That is aggressive. Cardi B, that's aggressive. Missy Elliott, I don't think she's aggressive at all. Also, because I also don't think she's aggressive because when as an adult now listening back to her music, she has so much sexual innuendo in her music, but not all of it was always in, some of it was, but not all of it was in your face. Fair like she would say, uh, let me know when you're coming over so I can shave my chocha or cha-cha, chocha, whatever mm-hmm. she said. Huh? You said that? Missy. Disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> but no, um, Missy released a project like 2018 or something yep, like that. She did. It was pretty sexual, some of the songs. But also, I realized she was always very sexual, but I think it's two reasons why I didn't realize it. Because first, I was younger. And second, they wasn't going to push a, a larger woman like that and let you know how sexual she was. You know, they weren't going to push that, though. You had to be well, like a Say what? I wrote a I wrote a paper about this. I do remember you doing that actually. I remember you doing that. Yeah, it was about women in hip hop. Yeah. Just like how they try to like make it in the industry and it's 10 times harder because it's like you can't be like a top-notch, like a, I guess aggressive type rapper if you're a woman, but you have to be at the same time for you to even get recognized. I think and but I but you know what? I think since then things have shifted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I because mean, now look at all the female rappers that are very sexual. And so, like, Megan Thee Stallion is still sexual and aggressive. Yeah, no, it's Car- definitely- I mean, Cardi B definitely is. Yeah. And there's, like, a whole, like, emergence of, like, people being able to discover, like, all these smaller artists now. So it's pretty cool. I think, well, y'all will be able to answer this question better than me, especially Ja'Cory. Um... Do the young, do the women run the rap game now or no? So, Will, again, thank you for your excellent question. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the past year, like, or the past two years, maybe even, I think as far as, like, quality of albums, like, for the most part, the best albums of last year still came from men, but women ran it with, like, the radio. And well, hold on, hold on. Before just in case, we're not gonna say the best quality albums came from men. Your favorite albums came from men. We're not just gonna say best quality. Okay, there's a sure. we don't well, wanna. Okay. 
All right. I'm so. <laughs> okay. It's well, I mean, 23, bro. <laughs> but if you okay, I'll leave that alone. But women still ran it when it came to like the radio or streams or like songs that were like really popular or like blew up. That's what it sounds like. And TikTok. Yeah. Say what? And TikTok. Oh, on TikTok too, yeah. And I know how much social media is important now for the younger generation of rappers as well. Also, you asked me on the last podcast, like, if there were any rappers that were, like, really fun or had fun with their music, and I'd struggle to answer it. But since then, I thought of a couple people. So Rico Nasty is one. Oh, yeah. okay. He's really fun. Um, I think Lorilla. I think a lot of people really like her energy. and. She- but I'm that like... So would you? Because when I say fun, I was thinking I was thinking about like the Redmans and the Missies and even early Eminem, how they were and Busta Rhymes and all of that. Do you? Would you say they? Obviously, they're not going to be just like that. But could you compare it enough to that where they just their music is just fun? You could definitely say that for Rico Nasty. Okay. Um, of course you know Dochi's my girl, so I'm gonna always say Dochi. Yeah, you love her. I do. Dochi, if you're listening to this, I'm your biggest fan. I love you. Um, I got to yeah, save that podcast. part and just post it and tag her then. Yeah, the podcast link. There's an OnlyFans girl with the same name that I follow on Twitter. With what name? Dochi? Yeah. Oh, you really think, you really thought that was like that relevant to bring out? <laughs> no, I just don't understand why I invite you back on here and you keep disrespecting me every time. Well, me neither, because you asked some hard-ass fucking questions. <laughs> These are not hard. Anywho, since it's talking about hard questions, Ja'Cory. Yeah. What what discography of a rapper would you compare to your personality? I got a couple I have in mind for you. I want to hear yours first. Well, Nas definitely is one of them. Oh, that's an honor. Nas, um, Talib Kweli. No, nah, no. Talib Kweli, Most Deaf. Um, Wait, as solo artists, huh? As solo artists, no, the t- no, them together, most de- black star. So I was about to say, why don't you just say black star? Well, I just said it, nigga. Damn, uh, black star. What I said, uh, Nas and Nas and Black Star is the first two to come to mind. Doesn't Black Star only have like two albums? Yep. And so, how how does their discography compare to me? Because their albums are the mute their music is it's laid back. It tries to educate you while also still having fun in the music as well. And it's chill and can still be upbeat and it loves on uh black women. Well, I, I definitely endorse the last part and I will take that because that does you don't endorse any of the the educate, the chill, the have fun, the laid back, none of that. I, don't think, I wouldn't say Black Stars music is fun. Yeah, they I got would... some music, they got they got some songs that can be fun in there. Like what? Hold on, let me pull it up. Punk ass, man. I like how we both said like what, and he went to Google fun black star songs. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm Googling. Stupid. Oh, boy. A basic ass Google search. <laughs> I know I'm on Apple Music pulling up the Black Star album because I was looking for Brown Skin Lady. That's what I was looking up. Is that off their original album or their new one? Huh? I said, is that off their original album or their new one? That's a, 98, baby. Well, I will say Thieves in the Night is one of my favorite songs of all time. 
I think it's fun. That's not fun. That's a serious I song. I think it's fun. <laughs> you can't be serious and fun at the same time. See, that's y'all's problem. Bro. Gen, that's Gen Z. I see Gen Z, bro. I'll tell well, you. What's fun about Thieves in the Night? What's not? I'm just saying, it's like, it's it's a really serious and like introspective song that comments on like all these different societal things. How is that fun? Society is not fun? No. no. Did, do you <laughs> listen to the lyrics? Like... I, I think. Well, um, as always, you're wrong. I would have said that oh. J. Cole's discography describes me the most. Um, because it's it's the best qualities of the Black Star discography of why you said that because it's educational and very pro Black and interesting. All right, we'll be back from this break. Not just playing. <laughs> and, um, but you know, it can also like flex into the radio category a little bit. It can be like you know, top of the rap game type of lyricism. I'll, I'll go with that more. I'll go yeah. with that more. I'm still sticking with Nas though, but I'll go with yeah. J. Cole. I'll, 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 take, yeah. I'll say J. Cole and Nas then. I'll accept Nas. Oh, I would add, I don't know if I don't think I said did I say Ludacris for Janice also? Because I would throw Ludacris in there as well. Yeah, Ludacris. I would, I would say um, I would say Aquafina for Janice. Aquafina. <laughs> so racist. That is racist. <laughs> yeah. no, you know and Aquafina used to say nigger back in the day. Yeah, he audacity. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking of making that joke for like 20 minutes and it took me that long to think of an Asian rapper. Like at first, the only person I could think of was Jin from 106 and Park. I was about to say Jin. Oh, uh, Orlando's finest, Smiles and South Star. We do not claim them. <laughs> well, I hope you got your fix, Jacory. <laughs> Jin, Smiles and South Star, and Aquafina. <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's why Janice loves hip hop. Those were the people that inspired her growing up. I can't take an Asian rapper seriously. I want to. I'm about to Google Asian rappers to see what comes up. Now, Jen was dope. Yeah. Oh well, don't forget though. Anderson Park is half Asian. His mom is half Asian. No, his mother is Asian. Oh, his mother is half Asian. Well, he's, he's still a- Asian, dude. God dang, like, don't be taking it away from him. I said, like, half Filipino. Who? Sweetie. True. Yeah, Sweetie is more Asian than Anderson Peck. <laughs> That's messed up. You look up pictures of her mom. She's fucking hot. It, Sweetie's from, she is she from Oakland or Atlanta? I think Oakland. And then Big Lotto's from Atlanta then. Lotto's from Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get those two mixed up. Which one are one of them bigger than the other or not? Lotto is the bigger one right now. Oh, okay. Like in what context? Like in size or like in popularity? She's that was a good big. question. I didn't think about interpreting the question that way. Yeah, because I was like, so one of them is like Lotto is the bigger star right now. She's uh, a bigger artist, like more rap fans like Lotto than they do Sweetie. Do you th- hold on? So do you all right put it like this do they like her more because of social media or because of her music lotto can rap oh i didn't ask that if they can rap a lot of people can rap but that don't mean that they as pop big crick can rap but he ain't as popular i don't i don't think lotto really has any songs that are like viral on tiktok or anything like that but sweetie does not currently maybe but she has I think so. 
who do you think is probably more popular? I'm not, I'm just, just period. Who do you think is more popular? Not who has better music, just who's more popular, period. I would still say, it's like today, Lotto. A couple of years ago, probably Sweetie, but today, Lotto. Cause I will say, I see a lot on my timeline getting retweeted on Twitter. I see a lot of Sweetie stuff. Hmm. Or maybe I think I mixed them both up. I think I'd be mixing them up. Yeah, maybe exactly. you just, you can't tell mixed women apart. That's, that's the thing. They're both mixed? Yes. I mean, obviously, I knew Lotto was because her name was Mulatto. If <laughs> that's wild that she called her rap name Mulatto, <laughs> that's funny. All right, okay, Janice, I'm gonna ask you first since these are hard. What is the criteria that makes a hip hop superstar a hip hop superstar? Like, if you had to think of four things that would make a hip hop superstar, what are those four things? Um. Fashion. Ooh. Fashion. Think, I like about that. think about it. When I think no, 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 no. Don't don't break it down yet. Just go say say four things first. Okay. Fashion, the like quality of their music. Cause like you can have a good fashion sense and like have all those big brands, but like have shit music. And then superstar? I don't know. Like, I don't like, can you give me an example? So I would say we, me and Ja'Cory talked about this before. And I, I think we agreed on this one. I think one thing has to be your like tour sales. Like your tours are huge. You can, you sell out your tours. That's one thing. Just your tours, period. Uh, Ja'Cory, break, oh, so Ja'Cory, you go ahead and break it down. Cause you had, you had some good ones. Yeah, we we said that we said streams. Well, I said streams, and I said like chart positions. Like if you're like consistently going number one on the charts. I feel like that's just one dimensional when you're thinking of like a rap superstar. Superstar, like you have so, to. Have, I feel like you have had to have been in like the game for like a decent amount of time. Well, not a decent amount of time, but like just enough, right? To like, I guess back you up in terms of like your experience like in the entertainment industry and then like your presence so your fashion sense like the crowd that you roll with like who are you socially within that realm and then too like it's a granted regarding like where you are on the charts and like your popularity and like sales and stuff like that but like because when I think of like a rap superstar I think of like Cameron and like his see and see that's when I superstar to me is like you have elevated above hip hop. You're not just known to to hip hop fans. And Cameron pretty much is just really known to rap fans. When I think hip hop superstars, if we if you go from let's say 2000 to th- 2020, um, okay. and let's say 2000 to that th- 2000 to th- th- man, I can't talk 2000 to 2020. And if I'm putting a Mount Rushmore of hip hop superstars, I would say Jay Z, Lil Wayne, um, because like I I look at superstar, you're transcending hip hop. Now you have crossed over, and everyone knows you. So because of longevity, Snoop Dogg still that like he's probably the most famous rapper in the world most likely he's probably the most famous rapper in the world and it's not even because of his music over the last what 15 years 
It's not even because it's music, probably. So I'll say Jay Z, Lil Wayne. What you say? It's definitely not because of his music. Correct. Uh, but Jay Z, Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, and if I'm only picking four, maybe Drake. But also honorable mention, obviously Kanye West, uh, Kendrick. Over the last ten years, Future and J Cole. Um. I don't know if I'm missing somebody else, but if I only had to pick four, Jay-Z, Snoop, Lil Wayne, and Drake for the last 20 years, those to me, those are the hip-hop superstars because they have transcended hip-hop. Those are the rappers that I could ask my mother and she knows who all of them are and she doesn't listen to rap music at all. Those are the rappers that you could ask your six-year-old nephew or you could ask your grandmother and they most likely would know them. Maybe not Lil Wayne. They may not know Lil Wayne as much, but because he was so fucking big. I mean, he's his, the Carter, what was it? Carter two or Carter three went platinum within the first week of it coming out. So, so that's a superstar. Like though, like when like to superstars, like li listen to this list, the highest selling rappers of all time. The, the only rappers that are on the highest selling artists of all time, like the highest, I think the top 30 or something. The only ones that's on there are Eminem, Drake, Kanye, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and Tupac. Those are the only ones that's on the highest selling artists of all time. Now, Eminem is the Eminem and Drake are the only ones that's in like the top 15, I think. But then you have Kanye and Jay-Z in there in like the top 30 or top 25 or something. But those people have transcended hip hop. Those are the ones that you can look at a particular year and they had the highest selling tour during that year, like competing with the Ed Sharans and Justin Bieber and Elton John and Whitney Houston's and stuff like that. So when but I think super, go ahead. Isn't that just because of like their longevity? Of but like that, to me, but that's part of being a superstar to me is longevity. It's it's, that's the reason why LeBron James is about to be the all-time leading scorer in the NBA because of longevity. Snoop Dogg is, be, but it's not just cause of longevity. Snoop Dogg was a huge; he had that that heat for more than just a couple years as well. So these all the artists that I named, they wasn't just popping for three years or four years or even five years. Think about it. Jay Z's first album came out in 1996. And then he went on a run of, I think, six years in a row where he had one of the top three albums of the year for like six years in a row. Obviously, we know what Eminem did as well. Like Drake has been just just one. Of, he's been the top rapper and one of the probably top five artists in the world over the last, what, 10 years, if not a little bit more than that as well. So that so and then, like I said, Lil Wayne, he sells a million in his first year and then he discovers Drake and Nicki Minaj and then his tours sell out like fucking crazy as well along with the huge pop artists in the world so it's not just longevity but for me being a hip-hop superstar longevity is part of it okay so the only reason but you to take it all the way back you said Cameron well I agree I love some Cameron but he didn't transcend he didn't transcend transcend hip-hop he was a superstar at one point. He was a hip hop star. He was popular. He was popping. But he, if you look at the grand scheme of things, 
Cameron really had like a five-year run of him dropping heat and being popular, but he didn't transcend hip hop. Like my mother doesn't know who Cameron is. My white coworker doesn't know who Cameron is, but I guarantee you, I can ask my 50-year-old white coworker who Jay-Z is, who Drake is, who Kanye is, who Snoop Dogg is. She's going to know them. She's not going to, as much as I love Cameron, they're not going to know Cameron. My students, my 18, 19, 20-year-old students, if I got 30 students, right? Let's say I have 30 students. Half of them are not going to know who Cameron is. Every single one of them, they're going to know who Jay-Z is. And I'm not, it doesn't even just have to be about the music, but they're going to know who Jay-Z is. They're going to know who Snoop Dogg is. Sounds like Will is distinguishing between like rap icons and rap superstars. So I'd yeah, say okay. Cam- maybe, okay, maybe the conversation is more about who the icons are. Well, no, I'm saying like, I would consider Cameron a rap icon, but I would agree with you. He's not a rap superstar. Okay, okay, I got you. You're saying an icon is... Well, all the hip hop heads look at right. as as a legend, as the as a star, yeah. all of that. But the superstar is what transcends uh, yeah. rap music. Okay, I got you. So yeah, what'd you just send, Jacory? What'd you? Oh, just you asking me a question? Yeah, you just sent us something, so I was trying to see what that was. I didn't know oh, yeah, what you had was, to do with the conversation. It was a TikTok. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, so. So I think, I uh, yes, I guess that's why I'm distinguishing between the two, where the icons is what us, the hip-hop heads, know. Like, you're going to know who most deaf Talib is. You know who Cameron is. You know you know who Jewel Santana is. But if I'm going to work to talk to people who never listen to rap music, they know who Drake, who Jay-Z, who Snoop Dogg, who Kendrick Lamar is. To be honest... They're not gonna know who J. Cole is though. Ooh. My like if I go to one of my coworkers, this white woman who's 54 years old, she's not I, I there's no way she's gonna know who J. Cole is. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the superstars, the people that transcend transcend. I feel like I can't pronounce that word right. But so I have I have a little anecdote. So one day, one day I walked into work and my 60, he's in his 60s, like early 60s or something. But my supervisor asked, hey, did you hear about Takeoff? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I heard about Takeoff. Yeah, how, how did you hear about Takeoff? You got to remember, though, that, that story, though, that story transcended hip-hop, though. Like, that story got out to everybody. Like, even the whole Young Thug thing, my father was like, you see about this Young Thug? I'm like, nigga, what are you, do you know who Young Thug is? Ain't he some rapper? That's how I felt when my dad texted me, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I'm like, agreed. <laughs> you know who Nipsey Hussle is. <laughs> that's, so, so like Nipsey, that's a hip hop icon. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't get enough time to transcend uh, hip hop. So hearing all of that, Janice, do you still say Cameron or do you change it? Like, who would you say you're for? Oh, I have to have four? Oh, shit. Or you can have two, three, four, whatever it is. Just a couple people who you think are true superstars that have transcended hip hop. Andre 3000. I, I see I see where you're going with that. I can. I do. Because I, I think he does more than just rap. <laughs> yeah. People I mean, he he does do more than rap, but Wait, okay, so if I said outcast in general, would you agree more? 
I, I, I would agree more if you just said outcast in general, yes. Is this a question of will my white friends know who this artist is? Well, not, <laughs> not just white, but just will people who don't listen to rap, who don't know anything about rap, will they know who outcast is? And I think they would. I would think I think they would just know Andre if you said Andre 3000. No, I no, because my my students, the students we because so I've been so what I do at work known is with them is I will record a video and will uh, play a song and I will just ask them, hey, do you know this song and see what they know? And obviously it's so much that they don't know. But they don't know Outkast as individuals. They don't know Andre 2000. Okay, but if we're talking about like people in college now, there's a good chance they don't know Outkast at all. I'm literally telling you right now as a man, as, as the person who's doing this with my students, these 18 and 19 year olds, I'll play the songs and stuff. And, or I'll say, you know who Andre 2000 is? You know who Big Boy is? And they look at me like, what? But then I'll play an Outkast song and I'm like, oh, Outkast. So they know who Outkast is. They don't know Andre 2000. They don't, they didn't, they wasn't watching those movies that he was in in the late 2000s and shit. They wasn't watching uh, Four Brothers or any of that, but they know uh, Miss Jackson when it comes on. They know So Fresh, So Clean when that comes on. Hmm. That might be the only outcast they know because they don't, if I play some 90s outcast, they don't know none of that shit. But they know Miss Jackson and some of them know Bombs Over Baghdad. Not many of them, but some of them knows bombs over Baghdad. But they know so fresh, so clean to Miss Jackson. But Stankonia was also their biggest album. I think it was the biggest that or the um oh, oh, no, they know no, I'm tripping. They know speaker box and love below. They know because that was their biggest one. So they know that one and uh Miss Jackson and Stank and uh So Fresh So Clean. But no, they don't know, they don't know Andre 3000. They know Outcast. I'm surprised they know Outcast at all if they're like in college now. Yeah, they do though. I was surprised too, but they know that. So yes, Janice, saying outcast, I would agree. I, I would I'm not gonna argue if you would say outcast is are the hip hop superstars because they did transcend hip hop. They definitely transcended hip hop. What about 50 Cent then? I would agree with that too. All right, then that's my final answer. <laughs> outcast and 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> and for I would agree with that too. But the only the only pushback I would give about Pharrell's because he was yeah. never just hip hop though. Yeah. But, but I think that's that's where he but I think he made his name the most through hip hop. Yeah. But he's yeah. Like, now he's like involved in like art and fashion and then like he's still And he being- does soundtracks for animated movies. I would say Pharrell transcended hip hop. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying I agree. I'm just, no, I was saying that he wasn't any time, he was never just about hip hop though. He was always doing R&B and pop music and stuff too. He did that from, the, well, nerd, because he was part of nerd. Nerd wasn't hip hop. It's, it's N-E-R-D, not nerd. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and Neptunes was always producing for all type of artists and not just rap. I agree with Janice. I'm just saying that he was always a part of different cultures. But he made his his biggest um his biggest grip or his biggest um piece of the pie was through hip hop. His first um the first production credit he has is on Rum Shaker. Did you know that? That was R and B. That was no. That was um what uh the um what was the era called? Oh my god, my mind's just in blank. Now I feel New bad. Jack Thank you, New Jack Swing. That's R and B and hip hop together. 
But I'm saying like, yeah, I still say that he was always a part of everything. That may have been his first, but he was a part of R&B. He's part of hip hop, part of this and Neil. So he was always writing for different artists and stuff too. So, but I still agree. And uh, I had forgot about 50 Cent. So I'm glad you brought that up though. Cause uh, definitely, definitely 50 Cent, definitely. I mean, look what he's doing with all the TV shows now too. And it's also- wild to me that white talk show hosts love 50 Cent. <laughs> all the things he has done and continues to do to this day because they're living vicariously through him they wish they were 50 cent bro it's there are certain black people now that i'm shocked to see how much white people love them and like 50 cent mike tyson and snoop dogg it is crazy to see how much white women gravitate towards them and they think and they be thinking snoop and 50 cent are just the most lovable teddy bears i mean snoop snoop has really calmed down and matured a lot and like he's like actually a grown man now so 50 i guess Cent's still an asshole though 50 cent is still bullying people weekly on Twitter. <laughs> i don't get why they like him so much well it's so some young chick posted on twitter a couple weeks ago after the whole um Meg the Stallion and what's his name? Um, Tory Lane's thing. And 50 Cent posted something and she was like, see, that's why I don't fuck with these black men because 50 Cent, he only goes after black women. And everybody was like, have you yeah. known 50 Cent? He goes after everybody. <laughs> that's the 50 Cent is the same man that bought out an entire theater so that Jaru's concert will be empty. Like he literally bought out an entire theater. Like that's how you know young people don't know the history of shit. Yeah. But it is shocking to see how much because you're right, 50 Cent be on these white women's talk shows like crazy. Like he he guest hosted for Chelsea Handler. He did. I forget. Yo. Well, they dated too for a little bit. And that's even wilder though. It's I, I don't think it's wild that she would date him. It's it's no, more it's, wild. it's wild that he would date her. Why? That this thug ass nigga would date this regular looking white woman. I mean, that's a, a status symbol, you know. Chelsea Handler is nowhere near on the status symbol as 50 Cent. I'm saying for him, like for who he is and where he's from, dating a white woman in entertainment is a status thing. I disagree. You don't think so? I disagree. I get where he's from or whatever, but Chelsea Handler, and I don't think at any point was as big as 50 Cent. And because from the moment 50 Cent got in the game, he was already huge. From literally from the moment he got in, and he could have had any type of woman. I, I don't think white white doesn't equal status. I agree. I agree. I'm saying that's how he probably thought of it. I don't think so. I think 50 Cent is just 50 Cent, and you can never know what he's going to do next. <laughs> Okay. So I, I just think 50 cents, 50 cent, and he's going to do something that you would never expect. I was listening to an interview uh, literally yesterday, and 50 cent thought that Tony Yayo was going to be bigger than him. And 50 cent was expecting to take the back seat and be an executive from the get go. He thought he was only going to drop his first album, Get Rich or Die Trying, and then like kind of fall back and be an executive in the background and make sure that Tony Yayo blows up and Young Buck, I mean, not Young Buck, but Tony Yayo and Lloyd Banks. But he thought he was going to be an executive and he thought he was only going to release one, maybe two albums. Tony Yayo sucks though. I don't know why he- <laughs> That's not. what was shocking. <laughs> but um, well, it's more wild to me that like, he's always going on like Stephen Colbert show and Colbert loves him. 
And I'm just like, yo, like, dude, like, do your people not tell you about the stuff he does? Like, or, no, did. No, he's it's, still he's still wilding out on Twitter. Well, the trolling stuff, like, I feel like, that, like well, he was, but uh, even trolling on Twitter, he was way worse 10 years ago, though, on Twitter. Not even, ten, like, five years ago. I don't think, no, t- I mean, 10 years ago, though, he was way worse, because 10 years ago, he was, first of all, he was misspelling every fucking word 10 years ago on Twitter. Like, bro. even if five years ago he was bad, nigga, I'm telling you, when I was in undergrad, he was welling even more than five years I, ago. I, I think everyone, first of all, everyone has calmed down on social media because they see what it can do to their career. So however bad 50 Cent is now, he was 50 times way worse five and 10 years ago. Five years ago, he posted the police report of when, um, who was it, Floyd Mayweather like when I guess his son called the cops on him for beating his wife. Yeah. And 50 posted the that was like five years ago, like four or five years ago. Yeah. And he was wilding even more. I just remember being an undergrad back in 2010. And he was posting even crazier shit than that. Like he he barely even cusses on social media. I'm saying this was around the same time he started going on all these talk shows when he was doing his most egregious stuff on social no, media. I, I agree that part, but I'm saying 10 years ago, like 2010. He wasn't going on talk shows or anything. So he was wowing yeah. even more in 2010 because like he didn't care. 2017, yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about 2010. He wasn't even going on talk shows. So he was wowing even more and didn't give a shit. And he still don't, but he gives a little bit more of a shit now than he did in 2010 and 2015, obviously. Uh, his Mayweather feud was the most out-of-pocket stuff I've ever seen on oh, social media. No. I don't know. Maybe it may have been him and uh, and uh, Rick Ross's may have been worse because he had Rick Ross's baby mother on video talking bad about Rick Ross and saying yeah, shit. Yeah, that was like 2010, 09 or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he had Rick Ross's baby mother on there. He was there with Rick Ross's baby mother with the camera going back and forth. Like, yeah, what else? Like, he was... Like, think about it. He recorded... He recorded Young Buck crying, crying on the phone, talking, begging 50 Cent to help him make mm-hmm. money and help him drop music and stuff. And then he posted it for everyone to hear. He's like, so what? Still, like, even if today he doesn't do that stuff anymore, it's not like that's ancient history. Like, like you said, that's within the last decade. And he's still. But that's, no, but that's what I'm saying. It was 10 years. Like he was welling even more 10 years ago. I, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Everyone, because what pe- people can see what it what can happen to you on social media, everyone has calmed down on social media from 10 years ago, 10 years ago, then they got a little bit less five years ago, and then it's even more less than they were five years then. Think about back in 2010, I remember Marlon Wayans and Kevin Hart and all of them would be going back and forth and clowning. Mike Epps would be, they would be on there saying crazy shit. Fucking yeah. Kevin Hart didn't get to host the Oscars because of what he was saying back in 09 and 2010. So that's what I'm saying. Everything has calmed down little by little on social media. Like people recognize you can't say shit no more. You can't say shit. That that doesn't excuse Colbert from like consistently having him on his show after. I didn't know. I'm not, I agree with you. I'm just saying that no matter how bad 50 Cent was in 2016, yeah. He was doubly as bad in 2009. Okay. He, I get he was, that. That's all I'm saying. He was just doubly as bad. Like in 2016, he would have never recorded his old um his old groupmate Young Buck crying 
on voicemail and over the phone, like 50 Cent was encouraging him, like, yeah, what else? What's up? What else? Why are you crying? And saying all that. He was encouraging him. He the fact he did that in 2009, 2010. He wouldn't have done that in 2016. He also recorded where um DJ Khaled's mom worked and like posted it. Yeah. Like he was he was a fucking menace. Yeah. And now he was a menace then. I he's not a menace now. He's he's a troll now. Right. Okay. He's just a troll. There's levels to it. He was a menace 12 years ago. Now he's just a troll. And now being a troll is way more common and normal, unfortunately. Yeah. So, all right. Anywho, we about to take a break. Shut up, Janice. We'll be back. All right, so we back real quick. Quick question. It's 2023, 10 years ago. Is there a rapper you thought 10 years ago would be like on top of the charts now that definitely isn't that you're shocked if you asked 10 years ago, 10 year ago self that didn't blow up? You're like, how did they not blow up? Like who who you would you be shocked that didn't blow up 10, from 10 years ago? Well, or 10 even years. more, or even more, 2013 plus. Because I'm not going to lie, College Will would be shocked that Wale isn't on the same level as J. Cole and Kendrick and Drake. I thought Wale would be up there with them when I was listening to him in 09 and 2010. I can see that. Um, yeah. I would say I'm surprised Trinidad James didn't like make a lot more music because like all gold, everything was so huge. Yeah. And then we didn't hear nothing else. I'm surprised Waka Flocka didn't get bigger after Flocka Valley. I'm not surprised. I kind of am. Flockavelli was like, not only was it a really good album, I feel like Flockavelli was very influential and like inspired a lot of rappers that came up after that. You know, I'm surprised that Soulja Boy is considered such a legend for a particular age group. He he made it that way. Like he's so insistent on calling himself a legend and making sure everyone sees it that way. That so he's forced why, it. He he's forced yeah, it on people. He's definitely forced it. Now a lot of what he's well, some of what he's saying is true. Like he did start the whole internet social social media thing when it comes to like rap and blowing up that way. But I I don't think he he didn't start it. He was one of the first ones that took advantage of it. Who would you say started it? I don't think anyone started it. It's just that he got he got to be hot at a at a perfect time. It's not like see to me when someone says he started it, that means he was intentional and be like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure that internet and rap is this. No, he just started he he started being hot and popping at a really dope time and took advantage of um he took advantage at a time where YouTube social media rap music ringtones was all blowing up at the same time it's the same way how a lot of people have taken advantage of posting podcasts on youtube but these niggas didn't start out saying you know what i'm gonna make sure that podcast and youtube is gonna turn up so i'm not taking anything away from them but but i don't think it's far-fetched that like his management team could have had that kind of vision for it so maybe his management team and not him but i i don't know i don't think I don't think when all these things turn up and blow up, I don't think most of the people are not looking at it like, oh, this is going to be big. Let's turn this into this or whatever. Because if anything, like ringtones, and when you look back at a lot of this, 
stuff like ringtones wasn't really that long how it lasted. It was like a good two year time frame. Yeah. Like it, like when you look back at Soldier Boy's run, it was from what 07 to 2010. It wasn't like it was it even 2010. It was 07 to like 09. Yeah, maybe if that. And so, and that's not to take anything away from him because you know when it comes to music, if you get a good three year run, that's yeah. good for you. But when you look back at it, like, it's not like he, like you said, he's forcing it on us. Because, hey, bro, you had a good two-year run, and that's dope for you. But, like, you're not a legend. Calm down. But my students be calling him legend all the time. But they call everything legend and goat, so. I, I hate that. Yeah, we've, we've really abused the term legend. But, Janice, who would younger you be shocked to find out didn't end up blowing up and being bigger than what they were, actually? Hold on, I'm sorry. I just searched Soldier Boy. He actually just released a new song on January 9th called Swag Stick. That nigga's still stuck in the past. Is there a line dance to it? <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't know. Maybe Absol. Ooh, that's a good I could see, yeah, I could see that. I think I would have thought all of them was going to be I was bigger. about to say, really all of Black Hippie except Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, because obviously Kendrick has blown up to, obviously, but yeah, I think I would have thought all of Black Hippie was going to be bigger. But I feel like those are such some genuine, regular-ass dudes that they look at music as really just a job, and yeah. they're not tripping to trying to be superstars and tour the country. Because I, like, Schoolboy Q was interviewing... And Scooboy Q is like, no, I'll drop my album. I'll go on tour for a little bit, but I'm trying to go play some tennis, some golf, chill with my daughter, pay some bills, and just hang out. He said, I'm not trying to be on tour for half the year. Yeah. So they really look at it as it's a job. I'm going to make some money, then I'm going to chill. Another, you guys agree? I agree. Janice, were you finished? Or I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, no, I'm finished. So uh, another person I was going to say, because like he, he did have like a really good run. I'm just surprised he's not an even bigger icon is Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, I think he with Wiz, I think when I think he may have ran out of things to rap about or ran out ran out of creativity. But also he was so big that he got into all these other businesses as well. And you see, like with rappers over the last especially 10 years they've learned to become moguls and to have money and so many different things. They learned from the Nas's, the Jay-Z's, the Snoop Dogg's to not just depend on rap. And when mm -hmm. you're already like a Wiz Khalifa, who's not like a top-notch lyricist, like a Nas and Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z and a Lil Wayne is, there's only so much you can do with music because like he dropped the album last year and I was listening to it. And I'm like, this shit, he, got, he does still have a couple good songs, but overall it's like, it's just not good. Like he should, he should do like a Jay-Z where Jay-Z will randomly drop a verse on someone's song once a year. Or the Wiz Khalifa Big Crick Smoke Dizzy album, that was fire. That's yeah. what Wiz Khalifa needs to stick to instead of trying to drop his own album. Yeah. And so I think I, that's what it is. But I agree, like seeing Wiz Khalifa back in 09, you was like, he was so hot from what 09 to like 13. Yeah, even like um Black Hollywood, which came out like what 2014? That was yep, really because I because I was in Florida and that was still good. So but 09 to like 13, he was like hot. Yeah, he was really hot. And hey, you know who had the fastest 
blow up to burn out, in my opinion, maybe. ASAP Rocky? No, not hell no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not even him. Because ASAP Rocky, I think his lasted a little longer than um fucking Fetty Wap. Oh, oh yeah. Fetty Wap was so fucking hot for like six months. Remember, he had like four songs on the top of the charts and all the white college kids was loving his music too. Uh, what was that song called? 1642, 17. 1738. Oh, yeah, his gang was called 1738. The, the and that song. nigga's in jail right now. Yeah. Just, what's that? Never mind. Yeah, he remixed the song around, he remixed the song at Thanksgiving that came out a whole year ago. Sweet the Yams, yams. Yams by Masego. But then he, re, and then he remixed it or something and it blew up for some reason. I'm like, this song's been out over a year. And then I was like, ain't this nigga in jail? And he's in jail somehow remixed it and it blew up. But what was it? It had to be what, 2015 or something when Fetty Wap was just... Yeah, 2015 was his year. But not even the whole year. It was like a good six, seven months that he was just hot like a motherfucker. I, I would get, I'd give him the whole year. Because like even after Trap Queen like fizzled out, he had like other really good songs that were still like heavy on the radio and the top of the charts. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, like, up through the summer, he was still really hot. But, no, I remember the whole summer, he was he was killing it the whole summer. Let me see when these songs came out. I'm thinking of summer. It summer. was summer, summer 2015, because uh, Trap Queen came out and reached number two in May 2015. And then after, yeah. after Trap Queen in May, that's when he dropped 679 in my way. Also, people forget about RGF Islands. I think that's the most slept on song off of that album. I but, don't even, uh, nigga, don't nobody know that shit, bro, except for I, you. It's an amazing song, but I'll, I was still listening to Fetty Wap into 2016, so I'll give him the whole year. Okay, Jacora. <laughs> all right. Anywho, all right, we're about to do some trivia. This nigga, like, get the. <laughs> listen, listen to what, what, minute, what was the net? What was that song again? RGF Islands. Wait, what the. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we're all right. Hip hop trivia. Okay. Who wants to go first? Great. All right. This hip hop group was involved with the adult with the adult film industry at one point, having won several AVN awards for their song "Groupie Love." Is this a Two Live Crew, B G Unit? C ASAP Mob or D 69 Boys. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I wouldn't know this. Nope. I didn't either until I uh did some uh Googling and some research. Is it like I feel like it's an obvious answer, so probably D. What's B? D. You said D. You said D 69 boys? And that's why I put them in there. That's incorrect. It is G Unit. I thought you were gonna give me a chance to steal. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Right, I wouldn't go ahead. Try. What was you gonna say? I would have guessed two live crew because I know. I know, um, and that's why I put them in there too. <laughs> I know Luke actually used to produce porn. Sure did. But for their, they had a song. G Unit had a song, Groupie Love, and they did a video for it. And the porn industry contacted them, whatever, and they did a flick with it. And they actually won some AVN awards and they was planning on producing more porn videos, but that's when 50 Cent started blowing up and doing even more for his solo career. So they ended up just not doing it. 
But um, also other rappers that have directed and or produced porn, Snoop Dogg, Tyga, uh, Uncle Luke, obviously, Coolio Diddy. as well. What? Diddy? Who, Coolio? Not, she said Diddy, like Puff Daddy. I thought she, I thought she said Diddy. No, she... I'm just kidding. No. She, no, she's talking about Puff Daddy. She's dumb. All right, Ja'Cory. You know, you know, Young M.A. also directed. Uh, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It's wow. Does she still rap? She she drops stuff here and there. All right, these young rappers don't rap no more, bro. She does. And she's still a good rapper. Hey, bro, I didn't. I hey man. Hey, look, Gen Z. I didn't say anything about if she's good or bad or not. I know how you Gen Zers get. Calm okay. Down. Disclaimer for the audience: I'm a millennial, not Gen Z. All right, audience. How about you defend these nuts? And shut the hell up. I anyway, I think Young and May dropped an album in 2020. All right, we don't care anymore. Uh, Docs the name. Uh, true or false? Drake is the first and only rapper to have their first five albums debut at number one. The first rapper. First and only rapper to have their first five albums debut at number one. True or false? Uh, I don't know. I want to say it's false because I want to say, well, I don't know if DMX's albums debuted at number one. I know they went number one. I don't know if they debuted at number one. Um, and what what are Drake's first five albums? So we have, are we starting with, um. Damn. Thank me now. I mean, thank me later. Thank no, there's something before that. What, what was the one? The thank me later is his first official album. So far gone, but that was his mixtape. So far gone was a mixtape, though. Thank What's me later. Oh, it's like with a sweater on and it's autumn. October's very own. Oh. Okay. I mean, comeback season. Comeback season. That was a mixtape. Those were okay. mixtape. Thank me later is his first album. Right. Don't you ever question me again. So I, I'm gonna say it's false. If you're saying it's false, who do you think it is? I really want to say DMX. Um, if not DMX, I would guess you already haven't. You are you 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 don't have no. If you don't, uh, uh, Jacor. I mean, uh, Jan. Who do you? True or false? What are you going with? Drake or not? Like within like the same time. All I'm saying is the first and only rapper, period, that their first five albums went number one. You wait, you said debuted at number one. Debut. Okay. Don't you ever don't don't correct me ever again. Two different questions. Well, how about you two different these nuts? Stupid boy. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you was thinking about that too. I saw it on your face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what rapper is the only the first and only rapper to have their first five albums debut? Debut, yeah, that is different. That just going number one and debuting, you're right. Yeah, it's very, it's very different. All right, calm down, little man. To debut at number one, come on, Big Jan. True or false? I asked you a question. I said, What does it mean to debut at number one? Oh, like if my album comes out on Monday. That week, by the end of the week, it's number one in that same week. Uh, Not that if my album comes out today and six months later, it finally goes number one. Number one. Like the week it comes out, it goes number one because that many people bought it. Yeah. 
You're going with Kanye and Ja'Cory's saying DMX. You're saying DMX. Ja'Cory's right. It's definitely DMX. Oh. Yep. DMX. People, young people don't know how big DMX was for a time. Because I'm a millennial and not Gen Z. Well, you know, it's good to see that you as a Gen Z are listening to your millennial cousins. It's really good to see that. Doesn't matter what year I'm born, I just don't know shit. Well, that's well, it's your turn. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Janice, this is the first rapper to have a di- this is the first female rapper to have a diamond certified song. First female rapper to have a diamond certified song. Is it Missy Elliott, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, or Eve? Nicki Minaj. Are you, you don't sound sure. I'm not. But that's my answer. You're going, what are you going with, Ja'Cory? What are the choices again? Missy Elliott, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, or Eve? I think all of them except Eve could have won Diamond. Wow, that's so anti I mean, I, I like Eve just as much as the next Gen Xer. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if any Gen Xers really know who Eve is. I, I feel like Gen X is like Eve's biggest fan. Nigga, please. Oh, you said Gen X. Yeah. I, I I had Gen Z in my head. Oh, no. I meant, yeah, Gen X. No, uh, I would say, no, I think millennials, like, my age group is going to be the biggest Eve fans. Because she came out, like, 98. Mm-hmm. 96. Um, I mean, I like what they want, you know. I like, um, that's, I love that song. But, yeah, I don't see Eve going diamond. I can see, I can realistically see all the others going diamond. And that's why they're all in there. I, I feel like the answer is Cardi, and that makes me mad. But <laughs> I'm going right. to say Cardi. So you're going with Nikki. You're going with Cardi. How positive, how sure do you feel, Ja'Cory and Janice? Uh, like 60. <laughs> I, could, I could easily be wrong. Janice feels 20%. You said 70 Oh, 70. Look at you. Well, that's unfortunate. Ja'Cory's right again. It's uh Cardi B for Bodak I Yellow. I didn't I didn't want to be right, but I knew it was probably Cardi. It was Cardi, but now Nicki Minaj randomly has taken it over for uh Starships. It recently in 2021, somehow it went diamond and sold the most. But Cardi B's the first. But now of all, of all the Nicki Minaj songs, that's the one. Right? <laughs> it's that pop feel. All right, it's your turn, Ja'Cory. Yeah. What rapper got iodine poisoning from eating too much shrimp? I feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> you yeah. definitely have, bro. Um, I got to clip this part because Janice's reaction was fire. Oh, Janice knows? <laughs> yeah, she knows up there. <laughs> Why does it sound so familiar? You, it's, very, it's a very popular rap song. Oh, it's a song? Like they talk about it in the song? Yeah. Well, there's your hint, nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Oh, so the two people coming to mind are Rick Ross or Future. I'm a shit. I'm a guess Rick Ross. You going with Rick Ross? Yeah, that's just my because he just talks about rich stuff, and I know he likes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going with, Jan? Sipping on some scissor, it's Pimp C. Pimp C. 
Iodine poisoning? We eat so much shrimp, we get iodine poisoning. Poison. Yep. <laughs> and sipping on scissor, three six mafia and UGK. That's I really thought you was gonna get that, Jacory. No, I don't remember that. I don't know what that shit is. I remember <laughs> I remember the song. I don't remember that lyric. He said, we eat so much shrimp and get iodine poisoning. It's like the first line, too. Yeah, it's like one of the first two lines. Wait, but are, did that actually happen? Or are you saying just in the song, who said that? No, Pimp C said it in the song. It didn't actually happen. I remember looking oh, it up. I thought, you were, you, I thought you were asking who actually got iodine poisoning from eating shrimp. No, nigga. Because you actually can't get iodine poisoning from eating shrimp. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Janice. What hip hop icon co-wrote Will Smith's song "Getting Jiggy with It," making this their first and only their uh their only Grammy win until twenty twenty one? Damn it! Thank you, Corey knows it, Jan. She's gonna get it. It's okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember his name. Yes, you do. I don't. This is also the you- oldest rapper to ever win a Grammy. That's enough hints right there. Yeah, that's the only hint. That's the only more than enough. Huh? More, more than enough hints, but not enough for me to understand. It's more than enough, but it's not enough. <laughs> Wait, what did, what did you say? <laughs> oh, no. Did you just say Jazzy Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset. It's Jazzy Jeff out of all people. There's so many rappers you could have named. And Jazzy Jeff is not a rapper. (laughs) I don't know the answer. She named the DJ. He's the he's the DJ and I'm the rapper. I was just about to make that (laughs) sound. Bruh. Are you sticking with Jazzy Jeff? I mean, she has to now because we just climbed. What are you going with, Ja'Cory? It's Nas. Yes, it's Nas. Yeah, which is shocking that he didn't win a Grammy until 2021. Nas also goes through Wild Wild West for Will Smith. Sure did. Do you know who wrote um, Dr. Dre's verse on um, motherfucking uh, what's the song on Still Dre? Hold on, don't say it, Ja'Cory. Do you know, Janice, who wrote Dr. Dre's verse on Still D.R.E.? No. It's a New York rapper. No. Jay-Z. So, I've heard Jay-Z say that he actually wrote the whole song, like Snoop's part, too. I just know... Oh, no, Snoop Dogg said that Jay-Z wrote the whole song. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. Yeah, he, yeah, Snoop Dogg said in an interview that Jay Z just kept going and kept writing. And hey, all that. But Snoop doesn't have a verse on that song, right? Doesn't he? Isn't he just part? He of the just chorus? does the uh, the uh, chorus. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a classic. All right, whose turn is it, Janice? No, it's oh, my- all right. Only two rap artists have won an Academy Award for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Can you name these two artists? Two rap artists for best original song. I'm gonna artists, say artists are artists. I'm gonna say three six mafia. I I'm they won for hustle and flow. I think that was the category they won for. And 
the other one i want to say ludicrous because ludicrous raps in a song i'm the only rapper with a grammy and an oscar where you going with jan well, actually, luda could have won an oscar for acting I, well i doubt it so okay you're right so yeah three six mafia and ludicrous to be honest, I, I can't even pull out a guess. Well, um, first of all, you're wrong, Ja'Cory. Uh, But Ludacris won an Oscar because he was in the movie Crash. Not as an individual, but the movie won an Oscar. Oh, okay. The other one is Eminem. Yeah. For, yeah. Um, for um, 8 Mile, the, what's the song? Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself, 2002. Oh. But three six mafia. With the other three six mafia definitely won in 05 though for hustle and flow. Cause it's hard out here for a pimp. They don't know, nigga. All right. <laughs> what was you guys doing in uh 2002? 02. I was in the second grade. <laughs> I was 14 in 2002. Out in these streets selling these bricks. Old as hell. Yeah, I'm sure you are. All right. Well, the disrespect continues. So Janice. Um, Jay-Z was the first rapper inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Since then, three more hip hoppers have been inducted. Who is the only female rapper currently in the Songwriters Hall of Fame? Female rapper. The only female rapper in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I'll give you a hint. She's still alive. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> like well, you know, people, people be dying and shit, bro. Um, you know, the female rappers don't be out here dying. It's these niggas out here. It's the men out here getting killed and shit. Oh, rest in peace to Gangsta Boo. And, uh, Damn, my bad. And she just passed away, too. So Other female rappers have passed away. I think. Was it just her? Is it a singular, oh. like, a rapper or is it like uh, a- man, what's the name of the new it's a it's a singular rapper what's the name of the new orleans rapper who got murdered like a way like a long time ago a uh, female yeah she got shot hmm i don't know i'm about to look it up see if i can find it like she's a legendary new orleans rapper oh um i know what you're talking about uh shit I think she might have been associated with Cash Money. It was, uh, hold on. Magnolia Shardy? Yes, that's her. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Back in 2010. Only 28, too. That's crazy. Why are some of these multiple choice and the other ones aren't? <laughs> because, if, because if it's multiple choice, it'll be too easy and you'll get it quickly. I don't think the question is that easy. For female writer, female rappers that would be in the songwriters hall of fame, if I gave you multiple choice, that would be easy as shit. If I said I feel like if I said this woman's name, you would get it quick, fast, and in a hurry. I could still see people getting it wrong, even if you said her name. Who's the different people y'all would guess then? Is she older or younger? Think about if you're in the hall of fame, you older, bro. We don't value women based on their age over here, Janice. That's not what I'm 
Wow, Janice, that's crazy. The brat. That's, that's, a, that's, a, good, a, that's a good guess. Good guess. I'm not going to tell you if it's right or not yet, but so go not, ahead, Jacor. I believe it's Missy Elliott. How sure are the both of you? I'm like 80. Jacory's right. Jacory's right. It's Missy. God damn it. I kept thinking that, but I was like, we mentioned Missy Elliott so many times in this fucking episode. And that's why if it was multiple choice, you would have got that easily. Fun fact, I was once on a plane with DeBrat going from Atlanta to South Carolina. Did you talk to her? No. She, she was right in class so. and I was in coach. So, Who no. do you think the other two artists or groups that are rap hip hoppers that are in the songwriters hall of fame songwriters hall of fame i would and, and i would say i'm tell y'all now both of these one is a duo or group the other one is a individual but they're both like producers slash artists i would guess pharrell first of all that's disrespectful because it's actually chad hugo and pharrell it's the neptunes oh, together okay i didn't know that and then who's the other one? It's a producer slash artist. More of a producer than a rapper. He doesn't, I don't, he may have one solo album to his name. Been around for a long time though. Um, you said one solo album? From Atlanta. Is it, is it Jermaine Dupree? Yes. JD, correct. Jay-Z, Jermaine Dupri, the Neptunes, and Missy Elliott. They're all in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I just want to say something defending Jermaine Dupri's honor. When he floated the idea of him doing a versus battle with Diddy, everyone said, that's ridiculous. There's no way Jermaine Dupri can hang with Diddy. Did yes. people say that for real? Yeah, everyone was clowning him, talking about he doesn't have the catalog to stand up to Diddy. And yes, that's he, crazy. Yes, he does. Right. You guys just hate the South. But Jermaine Dupri, I would argue Jermaine Dupri has a bigger catalog than Diddy and arguably a better one. From Usher to Monica to Bow Wow to fucking them franchise boys shit like like to Mariah Mariah Carey all the so-so death stuff all that Atlanta based stuff Jagged Edge nigga what are people talking about Jermaine Dupri I would I would say Jermaine Dupri is probably a better writer slash producer than Diddy. Like, if you put it all together, I will pick JD over Diddy. Yeah, if you put it all together, I'm picking JD over Diddy. It's just that Diddy has the bigger name because he's more in your face and he's more of the flashy dude. And like you said, people don't be wanting to give love to the South. Low-key, I feel like Diddy is more of a manager than a producer. I would, I probably would say so too. He's more of a Hey, do this, do that, do that. But Jermaine Dupree's over there writing and producing that shit. Like, that's shocking. Like, I can't be people who's really like that. Okay, whose turn is it? Mine. All right, no. this is gonna, this is gonna be funny then. Is it was it, the last question. Was it the songwriter? The songwriter. So it's Jacory's turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Who is the only rapper to have ever played in an NBA game? Like a real NBA game? Oh, well, damn. I, I almost said J. Cole. That was an NBA. Correct. A rapper to play in an NBA The game. only rapper to ever be in an NBA game. You're not talking about, like, a celebrity game, like, for All-Star Weekend. Like... An NBA game, buddy. He's still alive. I'll tell you that. 
Oh, Shaq. Shaq is an NBA player that rap. He's not Shaq, a rapper like, that. Shaq is also a rapper. So no, Shaq is an NBA player that rap. I'm talking about a rapper that played in the NBA game. I ain't so, saying he had a career in the NBA. Okay, so a a rapper by career. Yes. Who, okay. Uh, damn. Janice don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I, I'm a guess. <laughs> I'll give y'all there. He's from the South. Is it two chains? No, sir. It's not J. Cole. Nope. He played in the Africa League. Why are you laughing at that, Janice? Racist much? Why are you? I'm not even gonna entertain you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Come on, Janice, give us a guess, Janice. They're from the South. From the South. They've been around since the mid '90s. Oh damn it! Uh, now that you said that, I know who it is. All right, I forfeit my answer and I give it back to Corey. Oh, I want Jan- I want I want Janice to guess because I already guess. <laughs> no. she- Janice gonna say Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. Jayquan Tipsy. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you say, Ja'Cory, then? I think it's Master P. Correct. Master P. The only one. He played for the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors in the preseason. Okay. What happened? He didn't make the team. Oh. <laughs> he got cut. <laughs> All right, Ja'Cory. In Lil' Kim's Crush On You song, Lil' C's raps, It's My Diner, I'm Mel and You're Alice. What was he referencing with that line? Wait, what? He said, it's my diner. I'm Mel and you're Alice? Yep. What was he referencing to with that line? No, this is old school, guys. Wait, hold on. You said, who said that line? Lil C's says Lil C. that in Lil Kim's song, Crush on You. It's my diner, you're Mel, and I'm Alice. You um, don't have to be even very specific if you just can give me the, the broad of it. Casablanca? No, sir. You would have been better off just saying a movie, but that <laughs> would have been wrong too, though. So, Jan, you want to take a guess? It's uh, my diner. I'm mailing. You're Alice. I'm telling you, this is old school, though, y'all. I'm just throwing it out there. Boom shakalaka. Huh? It's a TV show. Correct. I'll let you have that. It was a TV show. You're not going to guess the TV show. It's called Alice? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a TV show from the late 70s and early 80s called Alice. And, no, they, and they worked in a, uh, they worked at a place called uh, Mel's Diner. But you, mm. but shout out to you. You get that though. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Shout out to Jan. Look at you finally getting. Is this your second one you've gotten? <laughs> you fucking suck. Boo. Um, all right. Who is Janice? Who is the first female rapper to obtain a platinum a platinum plaque for her album? The first it's multiple choice. It's multiple choice. The first female rapper to ever get go platinum. Is it Debrat, Missy Elliott? MC Light or Nicki Minaj? 
always feel like it's Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I mean, she's a huge ass rapper though. She made a million off a of mixtape. <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> uh, that was very witty of you. Very quick witted of you. That really comes up in my head sometimes. Made a million like, off a of mixtape. Yeah, you know, I'll just be cleaning and shit. And I'll be like, which bitch you know made a million off a of mixtape? You are dumb. So I'm just going to say Nicki Minaj just because of that. <laughs> Ja'Cory, do you want to take a guess? The only other person that you said the choices are Missy, Nicki Minaj, MC Light, and the Brat. Ooh, the first woman to earn a platinum plaque. Yep, first female rapper to earn a platinum plaque for an album or a song. I'm gonna tell you guys this: um, artists wasn't getting platinum plaques for songs back in the '90s or the early 2000s. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Yeah, that didn't start happening until the iTunes era. So then I'm a, I'll guess Missy. You say so. You say Nikki. You say Missy. I say Missy. Yeah. I don't feel sure about that. It is Debrat. Wow, for an album, she yep. has an album platinum. Yeah, that's the, so. She's specifically why I asked that question because I can see one of her songs going platinum, but not an album. Well, songs wasn't going platinum back then, bro. Yep. Say, wait, singles didn't go platinum? They wasn't doing that for singles and shit. They didn't start having to the iTunes era, bro. And like in the, like around 03, 04 type of era. Oh. They wasn't counting that for singles back in the day. Hmm. The most they was doing for singles was like radio plays and on the charts and shit. Young and Gen Z. I'll take See, your word for it. Yeah, you better take my word with Gen Z. You didn't know because you was born in the 2000s. You're the elder here. I was born in 95. <laughs> You're the elder here. I'll take your word for it. See, I should take respect from that, but I hence disrespect in that answer. It's not. You're, you know, the, you're the old man on the mountain. You're the wise one. You're the one with the AARP card. Nigga. The brat was the, but the brat was also the second overall female like artist to get a pl- platinum plaque. Could you guess? Yeah. In any genre? No, no, no. In, oh, okay. in hip-hop. Okay. But she was the first solo artist to get one as a female. Who do you think got a fle- uh, platinum plaque before her? Like as a- I oh, would. yeah. If it's before her, I guess Salt and Pepper. Correct. It was Salt and Pepper first. But she was the first solo artist to get one for her album, Fuck the Five. So y'all know that song with your Gen Z. Yeah, this is why sales don't really mean anything. Cause like of all like all the songs and albums we've talked about going platinum and like going diamond and stuff, they're not they're not good. Like there's far better songs. How you know if Debrat's album wasn't good? You ain't listened to her album. I'm talking about that and like Cardi B, like Bodak Yellow being the first female rap song to go platinum. Like, are you like for real? (laughs) And she just took it from Kodak Black. Well, I mean, yeah, she took the flow from Kodak. Well, I mean, I ain't trying to shame her for doing that. I'm just saying that it's not like, but yeah, that's why sales literally mean nothing. Now, tour sale, two, wait a minute, tour, how you say it? Tour. Now you got me listening to that shit. We're saying it the same way, tour. Just do you, Will. Tour. All right, we'll be, we be back from this. I, I, <laughs> say, I say tour. 
Nigga, you ain't French. Shut your weak ass up. Boris not French. That's how, how about you? The way I say tour. You say tour. How do you say entrepreneur? Oh shit. <laughs> entrepreneur. Okay. Y'all right. try, trying to be fucking funny. And I, I said that was a lot more plain than I thought it would be. What do you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna butcher the hell out of that word. Entrepreneur. I thought you were gonna add like three extra syllables. Like. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back. Um, all right, we be right back. I'm trying to disrespect entrepreneur. Wait, is that the end of trivia of hip hop trivia? Thank you.